Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grounded Podcast. My name is Noah Greer, and today we are going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, you see, usually we have Pastor Matt on this podcast as the guest, um, but today he is out of town. And if you listened in last week, you will know that today I am going to be having my mom give me an interview. My mom, Carrie Greer, she is here with me in our home studio because usually we record at church, but uh, we thought, well, why not do it at home? Because Pastor Matt's not going to be there anyway. Uh, so yeah, today my mom's going to be asking me some questions and I'm going to be answering them and hopefully giving you a little insight on into who I am and what my life's like and my testimony and stuff like that. So without further ado, I am going to be the guest in this episode, which is very weird. So this episode is hosted by my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Noah. It's great to be here today to be able to let the listeners get a little bit more insight on who you are. Um, as a mom, of course, I think you're terrific, and I love you. I'm very proud of you for being my son and just for the way the Lord is using you. Um, my first question today is, Noah, can you tell us how old you are and why you decided to create this podcast? That's a great question, Mom. I'm 15 years old, and I decided to create this podcast as an outreach. Uh, you see, um, in my life, I've had a lot of questions, like biblical questions that can come from the world, you know, like things like, how do I deal with addiction? How do we approach homosexuality? things like that, um, certain phenomenons that happen in this day and age. And I thought, you know, we want people to, especially Christians, most importantly, to be able to be equipped with answers to be able to approach those questions. And I wanted to start this podcast as a means to accomplish that. And Pastor Matt um, was an excellent candidate for being our guest each week and answering those questions. So I thought, I asked him and I said, hey, you know, do you want to start a podcast? There's a lot of questions that we're faced with. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we started it last year in September, um, although the planning went all the way back toward April of last year. So we had been planning this out for a long time. So this is episode 25, by the way, which is pretty crazy because that means 25 episodes is like 25 weeks, which I know we did have some breaks in between. But yeah, that's how... Um, that's that was my desire behind the podcast and my plan. I'm glad that Pastor Matt wanted to do it because then we could get it off the ground. Well, thank you for that answer. And um, I'm one of the listeners who listens regularly, and I'm really grateful for the questions that your um, listeners write in because I know in today um, it's very difficult to be a teenager. Can you touch on that a little bit? What are some of the issues that? teenagers or even you face um, that you're dealing with and how you kind of overcome some of the things that you deal with? Oh, definitely. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest issue in this day and age is how the world views <clears throat> teenagers, specifically people under 18, I think. We're kind of viewed as separate because of our age. Um, it's sort of like, I don't want to say discrimination, but it's a light form of that. We get um, viewed as people who don't know what they're doing. We're immature. But um, I think in reality, it's not age which brings wisdom. It's a uh, spirit of God that gives man understanding. That's Job uh, 32, 6 through 7, by the way. It's one of my favorite Bible verses. So I think that is the biggest problem um, that teenagers face in this day and age is how we are viewed by the world. Um, and just people older than us. Um, 
were kind of viewed stereotypically as rowdy and crazy and random and lost, you can easily feel like an outcast because of your position and your age, something which you can't change. You know, a lot of times you'll feel outcast because of problems you have, whether it be addictions or struggles or um, bad habits. All those things can be fixed, you know, but you can't fix your age. That's something that has been said. So, well, I agree with you on that, Noah. I mean, I know what you're saying. I definitely agree that sometimes adults um, can get confused and we can label or say, oh, this generation is lost. Or um, we know like a lot of the social media does infect the way you think. So a lot of the kids... um, may be so caught up in doing gaming and everything that um, to a parent, it can feel like, oh, they're isolated or they're not being mature by doing the responsibilities that they need to do. Um, And I think it does affect um, just a a parent in viewing their child thinking, oh, they're just young. Um, They're going through this learning stage where I have come across many um, teenagers who are very mature for their age and have some of them have more insight and wisdom than adults that I have met in my life. And I think that kind of goes with um, the family life and what your focus is and how the Lord is using you. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I was saying all that, I was speaking mainly from my own experience and how I feel. That's my biggest issue and problem as a teenager. But I know for sure there are teenagers who do match that stereotypical view that adults view them as Um, but I feel like there's a surprising amount of teenagers who are quite mature for their age and face that that categorization that they're placed in so I I have to agree with you on that I think um, as parents too it's important for us to give our kids those opportunities to grow in to um, to work on doing service for others I think focusing not so much on themselves but how they can help others. Um, I know that we have a a dear older friend that we check on um, almost weekly and help her with uh, technology and things that she needs help with or um, she's lost her husband. So I know you really stepped up and helped her just around her house and just encouraging her. And um, it makes me very proud to see you doing that. And I think um, that shows maturity for your age. Um, Another question I have is, can you give us like a little brief summary of of your testimony? Sure, I can. Um, Let's see here. I was saved at the age of four, and I've always grown up in a Christian home. That's one thing I'm very grateful for, because most, a a significant amount of Christians don't have that opportunity. Um, My mom and my dad were very uh, substantial in planting the seed and helping me draw near to Christ. And I'm very deeply thankful for that. I have grown up walking with Christ ever since. Um, I've never been too rebellious or anything. I've always um, desired to be more like Christ, which is an absolute gift. And even though I grew up in a Christian home and I was a Christian from a very young age, it still doesn't change the fact that there have been many struggles and difficulties along the way. Um, But I am blessed to be able to have Christ with me as I face those challenges and difficulties that come with life and family and education and school, uh, social relationships and stuff like that. 
Now, no, I know you kind of just touched on that, but what are some of your fears and struggles? I know that's making you very vulnerable. Sure. Some of my fears are, let's see here. Well, I'm afraid of the dark and what's in the dark. That's probably my fear I've had the longest. <laughs> and I know it sounds silly, but it's true. I think a lot of us fear <laughs> what's in the dark that we can't see. Yeah, yeah. We, we definitely want to shine a light or try to uh, avoid places that could cause us harm. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also irrationally afraid of phone calls. I'm afraid of phone calls, mainly because, you know, when you talk with someone face to face, you can read their face and their social and their like the cues on their face and how they're feeling, their emotions, stuff like that. Um, you can't do that with a phone call. And I think that's, I don't know, it's something difficult for me to not to have to interact without those clues as to what the person is feeling. Do, by any chance, do you think it's because mostly we do texting now, too, instead of really calling on the phone? So you can read into a text and it can be like, you can just quickly know you don't have to interact. And I think because when I was growing up, we had, you know, our, we didn't have a cell phone. We obviously had a landline. I think that's definitely another, yeah, that definitely plays into it because uh, another one of my biggest fears is I have great, uh, a really huge social anxiety. I struggle to interact with people. I love people. I, I care about them deeply. And I, I really, I, I appreciate close bonding between two people. This sounds creepy. No, it doesn't. Gosh, how do I, I say it? Um, I think what you're longing for is is like a friend that you can be completely honest with, yeah, but yeah. a friend who's also going to be there to pray with you, a friend that's not going to, um, you know, yeah. judge you, but judge when they do judge mm-hmm. you, it's because they care so much about you, they're going to tell you yeah, the truth. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what I'm talking about. I really am grateful for those circumstances where you can have a close friend or a person like that. Um but I struggle to interact with people because I don't know, I just get super anxious about what I'm going to say, how to react. I just get drained. It's crazy. Some people get energized and some people get drained from interacting with people. And that's kind of how I am. But I, I do. I care about people. I am very grateful for people. I know. I know I can see that. I've seen you do that. I also know that a lot of times we can struggle with the fear of man of what someone thinks of us. Are they going to think I'm goofy? Are they going to think I don't have a lot of knowledge? And, and all those things start to become better as you get older because, you know, you start to pick friends as you get older, the ones that are really going to be um, the ones that are there for you when things are going bad and not just good more of a deep friend instead of a surface friend so yeah and so that social anxiety i have ties in with the phone calls because as my mom was saying you know with a text you can choose when you want to respond you can think about what you're going to say with a phone call it's like uh oh immediate you gotta be you gotta pick it up you know it's it's it's, that's a really difficult thing for me I i think a lot of us struggle with like phone calls or even just um, having a surprise visit or yeah, something. And, yeah. and in our mind, we sometimes have to slow down and say, how am I going to respond to the question or what they're asking me? And I think that's a struggle I have as well, because sometimes I'll be already thinking of the answer or how I want to answer before the question is even yeah, finished. Yeah. And I think it's just getting to a place where um, by spending more time with the, the 
the friends or the people, you become more comfortable and uh, and not trying to be something you're not. I think that's a real big thing is just being honest and being humble, being safe with who you choose to share things with. Um, but being more vulnerable is really how you get the closer friends. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh-oh, Sam's barking. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dogs, Mom, do you think our next question can be telling you about our, uh, our family? Yes, why don't you take that one? Okay, so... Um, Oh, dear. Okay, so we have two dogs and a cat, <laughs> which you just heard, Tabby, um, and six chickens. And then it's me, my brother, my mom, and my dad. My brother's 14, and he's in seventh grade. My mom is a retired teacher, I guess. Well, I'm actually still currently well, a teacher. She still could be a teacher. Because well, I'm yeah, homeschooling. homeschooling. You guys. But she used to be like a teacher in the classroom. I worked in a private school, and uh, I did do public school teaching for one year, but mostly I did private school. Um, taught second grade in preschool. Um, I think as a parent, you're always going to be a teacher for all your life yeah. and, and also a student because you're always learning. I learn a lot from both of you boys. Um, it's helping me to be a better mom. Noah, could you um, tell us a little bit about like um, a book that you're reading or what you are currently reading that you like? That's or? a great question. Okay. Um, a book I'm reading right now is a book I got from a friend. Um, it's Missionary Stories with the Millers. It's by Mildred A. Martin. It's a really good book. I've been, I'm about halfway through <laughs> and um, it goes through um, stories of missionaries um, all around the world and uh, how God has prevailed them through certain circumstances. Uh, and it's pretty amazing to see God perform miracles in their lives and in the people that they touch. And it's, it's a really good book. I definitely rec recommend it. It's a, it's a little bit of an old book. It's been around for a while, but I, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think that's the only book I've been reading casually right now. You know, there's always, I'm, I'm, I'm always reading some kind of book for either studying or Bible study or um, small groups or something, but that's my casual reading book right now. Okay. Um, I know currently you are part of the youth group and also part of small groups. I am. And what are some of the benefits of um, being part of a youth group or being um, involved in like a small group? I think the benefit first of being first of being part of a youth group is you have that obligation to go and to worship. I feel like the biggest part of small group and well, mainly youth group for me is the time of worship um, because you know when you're alone you don't you don't get that time but when you're with a group of your peers you get that opportunity to worship and um, that's a really significant thing for me and very important and I think that's a significant reason why youth group is an incredible thing um, another part of youth group that is important is uh, the the ministry time, you know, Pastor Matt runs our youth group at Chapel City, and he, uh, after worship, we have um, where he'll give a message, and I'm kind of a detailed person, so I'll, I'll take a lot of notes. <laughs> um, it's kind of unusual, but I take notes on each thing he does, and I always feel like that's another thing that I can only really get at Sunday and at youth group and I love taking notes so this is that's why I really love um, being able to be there at youth group and actually um, listen to that sermon or the message he's giving um, and the great thing about small group on the other hand is you get to go in depth and actually ask questions about that sermon so it's like a it's a mini you get to have another message 
So first you get your Sunday, then you get your your youth group, then you get your small group. It's it's really great for someone who loves to just soak that up. And I'm I feel like I'm kind of like that. I really love to be invested in um, learning more about Christ and God's word. And so I think those are some ways that youth group and small group are beneficial. I know as being your mom, I've really enjoyed listening to you talk to me about some of the things that you learn in your um, at youth group, which I've really benefited on some of the topics that's come up Um so I'm grateful that I'm able to ask you what you've learned and you are able to share with me. It's benefited our family. Um, I wanted to ask you the next question is, what are some of your favorite pastors to listen to and why? Oh, that's a good question. In my spare time, which is usually when I'm working on a project or something related to you know free time, I will listen to John Piper or... Paul Washer or R.C. Sproul. Um, They are probably the people I listen to most. I listen to John Piper the most because um, he's very passionate and honest about what he teaches. And I really appreciate that. And I feel like I can gain a lot from... He's very clear and concise, and I and I, I gain a lot from what he says. And Paul Washer is very calm and collected, and it's kind of more like a cozy uh, learning time with a friend. It's like if you get to sit down with someone and just talk to them. And I really love listening to Paul Washer for that reason. Like after a long day, I'll listen to Paul Washer. Um, and then R.C. Sproul is like getting a lecture. And I, I like that, especially like if I'm feeling really energetic and I feel like I've got all this energy I needed to devote it while also working on a project. I'll turn on R.C. Sproul because he goes really detailed into deep biblical topics. And I think that's very helpful, especially in a, the life of a teenager. So, yeah, those are my favorite pastors that I listen to most often, also including Pastor Matt on Sundays. Well, I definitely um, love your list of pastors and have enjoyed listening to those as well. And I do agree with you with Paul Washer. I also sometimes find that he is very passionate about what he is talking on. And um, he comes from a a missionary perspective. Um, Instead of your typical pastor or preacher, he really gets into sharing what's on his heart, which um, I appreciate that. Okay, my next question for you, Noah, is... um, Can you tell me a little bit about, let's see here, what are some of your, let's get to some of your fun things. What, what are some of your favorite food or like, what's your favorite, like favorite category of foods? Anyone who knows me just in general and also personally will know that I absolutely love cheeseburgers. It is my all time favorite food and my brother's the same way. Um, you know, I, I don't give enough credit to my brother. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop and say right now, um, Every time you listen to an episode, the first thing you'll hear is that jingle, and that was made by my brother. He is, he does some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on the podcast, and he's sitting right next to me right now in the studio at, in my room, which is our home studio. So I have to say thank you, Seth, for doing that for us. Thank you, Noah. Um, so back to food, sorry. Um, yeah, my favorite food is a hamburger, cheeseburger, any type of burger. I love burgers. Um, but... Besides burgers, I also really love pasta and spaghetti. I love a good Alfredo. I love Italian food. That is my absolute favorite category of food. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I'm 
those those are my basic favorite foods <laughs> that I enjoy. Also, gelato. Yes, in fact, I know we just recently bought a used ice cream maker because you love gelato ice cream I so do. much. I love gelato. And we have been having ice cream or gelato, I should say, because you look up recipes and you try them on us. And we've had three flavors so far. Yeah, it's I love making gelato. <laughs> it's so far we've had Nutella, which I love Nutella. It's like it's so good. And we we've had banana, which was your idea. You wanted to try something banana. Yeah, I wanted something fruity. Yeah, and I love yeah. bananas. And then we also did Oreo Nutella. I know it's really original. <laughs> now that was really sweet. It was kind of sweet, but it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. Can I ask you, Noah, a little bit about what are some of your hobbies? I know you've mentioned making gelato ice cream, but what are some other things you like to do? Oh, I love answering this question and going deeper into it. I, this is a question I wish people would ask me more <laughs> because I have a lot of hobbies. Um, let's see here. My main hobby that most people would know is I love computer programming. I do lots of computer programming and design and stuff. I do a lot of web design and um, stuff like that. I love coding, uh, making games things like that. Uh, so yeah, anything under the computer programming umbrella, I would say I enjoy. Um, another, um, my second favorite hobby would be art. I love to draw, draw and do any kind of artistic thing I'm really passionate about. So things like sewing and building and designing, creating anything, anything like that. I I'm all over. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. I think besides that, oh, I also love to cook and fake. As you know, I shared about that gelato. Um, yeah, those are some of my hobbies. Well, we've enjoyed some of those hobbies that you do because we get to taste them. And I love that you're always eager to try new recipes and new ways of eating. I know you were um, working out for a little bit, and I know that you're not really into doing too many sports things, but I think you love swimming, right? Well, as you said, I'm, I'm not a huge sport person. I never really have been. I'm more nerdy, which I'm, I'm, I, I enjoy, you know, that's what I like to do. And yes, I, I do like swimming, but not, I don't, I don't like competitive swimming. I like to just swim for fun, you know? And as for going to the gym, like I'd say not to bulk up or anything. I just like to do it because it's like, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to work out and get the temple of the Holy Spirit moving. <laughs> I have to say one thing, though. I'm grateful that you want to, you know, start doing that because you help mom get there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really need it. Um, okay. Another question I have for you is, um, what are some of your favorite places that you like to go to? That's a good question. Let's see here. Some of my favorite places I like to go to are, well, Hume Lake. That's a lake up here in California. North, it's, it's more northern California. Hume Lake is one of my favorite spots because we've been going there my whole life. And I go to summer camp there with the church every year. And I, 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 really, love it up, I really love it up there. It's really cozy and outdoorsy. And it's just amazing to see the sunrise and the sunset on the lake. It's beautiful, especially going around the lake. And there's a little trail and you can hike around it. It's so beautiful. So Hume Lake. And then also I love to go to the park. The park is nice and peaceful, especially if there's no one there um, on a nice, uh, clean, beautiful day. I love to go to the park. Also the beach if no one's there and just lay in the sand on a nice, like, sunny day. Uh, library. I love the library because it's so quiet. Um, 
yeah, I'd say those are my top favorite places to go, but also just like in the backyard and sit out with the chickens. I love to just be here and enjoy what I have. And I'm really grateful for that. Well, thank you. I love I love being able to watch you out in the backyard with the chickens. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm really grateful for the eggs the chickens yes, give us. Yes, they do. I know you do have a garden back there, oh, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess that's another hobby. I love to garden. Yeah, I Gardening's love that. Gardening's fun. I love the vegetables you grow for us. And it kind of makes your recipes go a little further when you can add some of the fresh herbs and stuff. Um, okay, another question I have for you. I know... You aren't much into watching TV or, no, or doing movies, but you no. do have a couple I favorite do. movies. What, I do. What are your favorite? What's one of your favorite movies? Oh, my favorite movies. Let's see here. I love Inception. I think that's my favorite movie of all time um, because I love the concept of lucid dreaming. I've always been into since I was very little. I think probably like seven. I started getting into that. It's an amazing thing. And that's why Inception is my favorite movie. And Christopher Nolan, who directed it, did a great job. Um, and I, I would have to say, if um, besides Inception, I think my favorite um, movie is The Matrix. The, just that first trilogy. Um, I think my brother and I can probably quote half of it to you. The entire half of all three films it's pretty amazing <laughs> we really love that film <laughs> i have to yeah. laugh at that because i remember going to the thrift store and yeah, picking yeah. out some <laughs> clothes some suits so you guys could dry, yeah, uh, dress but, up as the characters yeah. and we we do a lot of sometimes we do cinematography and we wanted to make a little bit of a matrix spinoff uh we wanted to mess around with AI and deep fakes and stuff, and we got pretty far. <laughs> but then we um, kind of realized how much we would need and how taxing it would be. So then we kind of dropped it. But yes, we are huge Matrix fans, and we have gotten suits <laughs> to yeah, look like the agents and, and agents, little... <laughs> or yeah, and glasses and ties and everything. Yeah. So I I, I consider that as for being a homeschooling mom is maybe <laughs> doing like a drama for you guys to yeah. act out in. Yeah. Um, do drama. Um, Noah, can you tell us something that you have done that you've never, you know, you never really knew anything about and then you started to like research or study? What do you, what do you do if you don't know something about like a subject or you want to better yourself? This would be good, good for question. other listeners to like, you know, challenge themselves to try things they maybe don't have the skills in. Yeah, I think the first thing I ever made that I really was like this could either work or it couldn't work but I'm going to try and do it I think that was the fort I built a fort next door out of wood it took nine months and I put my heart and soul into that fort and it turned out and I did not think it would even happen and it happened and I was like wow I did that and um, I think that was really my like kind of like wow it's kind of cool to try things I didn't think I could be able to do um, and then I think the next thing that came along was um, in my brother's room, we uh, we laid down hardwood floor. And that was a pretty exciting project, Mom. You helped that me was, out with that. Yes. <laughs> we, we, would, we didn't know anything. We didn't know anything. <laughs> and it, we, we did is to answer your kind of second part of that question is what, what do I do when I don't know something and I want to find out more about it? Um, you know, when I was little, I would say the library. <laughs> because I didn't have a computer but now I have to say we are blessed with YouTube <laughs> because you can find out everything on there um, and I I'd say YouTube is a great place where you can learn pretty much anything and that's how we learn to install hoard, uh, a whole hardwood floor and 
so yeah and then after the floor uh i've started this is kind of my latest project i'm designing my own desk i'm going to design and build a desk which is exciting i made the blueprints and the model i made a 3d model of it and so that's going to be my next thing so yeah i'm hoping that it'll turn out as good as the last two things did but yeah that's what I do when I'm faced with a situation and I don't know something about it. I, I have to share a little insight on that. Ever since you were really little, whenever you wanted to present something to mom and dad, you would do like a PowerPoint or oh, yeah. something on your computer and you <laughs> yep. would convince us why you needed to have this or why you needed to um, design something. And I've always really appreciated how um, thorough your little presentations would be. And I remember when you were working on the fort and either even gathering like the 10 other boys in the neighborhood yeah. to come over and um, just going to Home Depot and, and asking the one man there who uh, um, was in charge of like scrap woods and stuff. We bought a lot of scrap wood yeah. and he gave us some things for free because he was so excited that we were actually letting you build the fort. And I think as a parent, you sometimes have to step back too. And of course, safety is important, but sometimes you just have to let kids go and discover how to build something. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful that you did that. And I think it really, it makes me realize as a parent that we just have to allow opportunities, whether it fails or succeeds, um, let your kids learn through their mistakes, um, give them those opportunities to grow in areas where they may feel weak. And um, so I, I think that was a really a fun thing. We bought a lot of uh, saws and stuff for this yeah, last project. We, we sure and did. We talked to, actually, we talked to that one gentleman in the store who was just retired, and he gave us a lot of help help on what to, to what tools we would need for laying yeah, down the floor. Absolutely. So that was really helpful. Um, the, the last question, or one of the, um, I think it's probably around the last question, I wanted to ask you, um, what do you appreciate about being part of a church, a body of Christ? What, what's, what's some of the benefits that have helped you? And why is it important to be plugged into a church? That's a good question, Mom. Uh, you know, I would say the biggest benefit of being a part of a body of Christ, the body of Christ in a church, is the sense of community. You know, you all have one thing in common, and that is Christ. And I think that's a significant thing that you can't say about any other community or anything like that. It's only the church that shares that sense of connection. And I think from that, you can gain a lot of other similarities. You know, everyone struggles with something. Everyone has a certain problem. Everyone is addicted. Everyone has habits. Everyone has struggles. But because you all share the same foundation, you can help each other to um, resolve one another's problems with through prayer and um, communication and fellowship. And I think that's, a, that's an important thing you can get from a church body, that you can interact with the body of Christ. And, you know, waiting for Christ's return. And you're not alone. You have the body. I think that can be a real big struggle for some people who um, may seek ways out in the world to find help for problems they have or... Um, you know, just uh, looking for social groups. But I think the difference of, of being part of a church is really realizing that um, when you have believers who are like-minded, they usually, most of them will always use the Bible as a reference 
to answer some of the problems or the questions that we have. And it, it is truly a blessing to be able to cry with someone, to um, be able to bring a meal to someone who needs a meal because they're recently had surgery or any of those things. Um, it is, it's touched my heart to see um, even some of the strong men in our church who've reached out to both of you boys and influenced you and um, kept you on track for serving the Lord. I'm grateful for that. As a mom, it, it blesses my heart to see that. Um, I had another question. I know I sure. said it was near the no, end, but okay. what are um, what are some of your educational like goals? Like, um, did we touch on already that you've your education at all? Or would, would... Uh, I don't I don't remember. Uh, but I've been homeschooled, private schooled, and public schooled, and I'd say my favorite by far is homeschooling. Um, I and this is just from my personal experience, I really enjoy it because there's a sense of freedom and also a sense of organization that you can't get from private schooling or public schooling because um, you can really set it up to be um, what is best for you. You can move at your own pace. You can decide what you want to invest your time in. And I think that's a really significant thing that you can't get from a public school or private school. And so, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite form of education and that's kind of where I am. I'm a sophomore in high school, and I uh, just this this month I signed up for uh, dual enrollment through the Masters University. So next year I'm going to be taking high school classes and college, the first year of college classes, to knock out my general ed. So it's going to be a new thing, but God is in control, and I'm excited to see where He leads me with that. Yeah, I know that that's definitely one of our family, um, you know things we often focus on it's it's just making sure whatever we do or uh, wherever the Lord puts us that we bring glory to him so um, I'm grateful for the opportunity that this has um, come for you to do and I'm excited to see how the Lord uses you um, and I'm grateful as a mom just to know that you've been prayed for I'm grateful for you thank you mom and you know I am grateful that we were given the opportunity to record this episode. Like, I didn't think I would ever do an interview or have you do an interview of me, myself. But Pastor Matt said last week he's going to be out of town. He was like, Noah, I want you to do an interview of yourself. So, yeah, we got here. And I can definitely say I've learned a lot from this episode about myself and also just things that I would do different. Um, if I were due to do this again, first of all, I'd get a less squeaky chair. Uh, second, I would make sure the dogs don't start barking in the middle of it. Um, but besides that, you know, it was it was really great and I enjoyed it. Thank you, mom. Thank you, Noah. And I learned a lot too, because I'm not one who likes to come in front of a microphone at all. So. No, it's okay. <laughs> so yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. And this, I'm, I am really thankful to whoever stays to listen to the end of this episode. If you got here, I'm really grateful. Thank you for that. Um, and thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions of your own that you want us to ask and talk about on the podcast, I, I greatly and highly suggest that you send them to our email, groundedwithmattround at gmail.com. Um, we are always in need of more questions because we run dry pretty quick. <laughs> so please email us, please, please. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week. Pastor Matt will be back in the studio and everything will be back to normal. This was a bit of more of a relaxed episode, I guess you could say. 
um, things weren't as organized. I definitely, uh, it's crazy because Pastor Matt sometimes will just wing it and not use notes. But I, I, I tried doing that and now, now I see how important it is to have notes, at least for me. He is so good at that. I don't know how he does it. So yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.